This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Over the past several months, the Washington Spirit have won the NWSL championship and also been at the center of a very public tug-of-war over ownership of the club. On one side, Steve Baldwin and Bill Lynch, two co-owners who together had or controlled a majority of votes among the club's ownership group. Baldwin and Lynch have been looking to sell the club, but on the other side is Michelle Kang, another co-owner who offered well over market value for the club, but has also been publicly critical of Baldwin during his time as controlling owner of the team. Kang's offer was for $35 million, but the team was thought to be on the verge of a sale to another group for $25 million. On Tuesday, a group of the Spirit's minority owners were key to a complete flip of the script. It's a lot to take in and a lot of details, but Steph Young is here to help parse through all of it. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, January 12th. Before we get to Steph, here's your TV guide for today. As usual, all times are Eastern. Up first, as always, the Africa Cup of Nations at 8 a.m. Tunisia versus Mali. At 11 a.m. Mauritania versus Gambia. And at 2 p.m. Equatorial Guinea versus Ivory Coast. All of those games are on BN Sports. And after that point, we will have seen every AFCON team play once. So that's pretty interesting. And we'll get some interesting games coming up afterwards. There are also, count them, three big rivalry games today, albeit all of them in cup competitions. At 2 p.m. in the Spanish Super Cup, live from Saudi Arabia, El Clasico. Barcelona versus Real Madrid. That'll be on ESPN again at 2 p.m. Eastern. The winner goes on to play the winner of Atletico Madrid versus Athletic Bilbao. That game is tomorrow. At 2.45 p.m. in the English League Cup, it's a London derby as Tottenham takes on Chelsea. That'll be on ESPN+. And at 3 p.m., the Derby d'Italia, Inter Milan versus Juventus in the Italian Super Cup. That'll be on Paramount+. Plus. There's also action in the Premier League as West Ham United hosts Norwich City at 2.45 p.m., on Peacock. Okay, let's talk to Steph. Steph Young, thank you so much for coming on the show again. When last we left the Washington Spirit, their co-owner, Michelle Kang, had offered $35 million for control of the club. You're laughing, but this is literally what happened. Uh, a group led by Todd Bowley and Jennifer Tenner Jennifer Tepper Maxey had bid $25 million for control of the club. But current co-owners, Steve Baldwin and Bill Lynch, held the majority of voting shares, and they didn't want to sell the Kang. You wrote a column that came out on Monday that gets into some of the problematic reasons for, in, in terms of how Kang was treated and um, the, re- the, uh, the rejection, uh, quote-unquote, uh, of, of her bid, basically her being shut out of the sale process. All of that has changed today. We're recording this on Tuesday. What happened? (laughs) What didn't happen? (laughs) Things are still happening as we're recording this, I think. Um, So the reporting as up to date as we can make it, including um, 
some tweets from Molly Hensley Clancy over the Washington Post because she got the statement that Michelle Kong sent to the Indivisible Board of Governors. So essentially, she got she flipped people. Sure. <laughs> she got some people who some of the investors that Steve Baldwin had brought in. Um, and the structure apparently was that they assumed some debt. They bought notes or debt, which means they didn't have equity in the club. But debt is also safer because you kind of get like a fixed payment back and you get your money first. No matter what happens, you're a creditor. And as anybody who's been in debt knows, yeah. <laughs> the creditors get their money first. Um, and apparently she convinced them, flip your debt into equity in the club, I'm about to make the club's valuation skyrocket if I'm the one who buys the club for $35 million. You're all going to make a lot more money. I I presume this is how she convinced them, right? Because how else do you convince people to go from a safe proposition to a riskier one? Um, Other than maybe they personally don't like Steve Baldwin, but I don't see these people making huge financial decisions based on... Anyway, that's kind of what got us in this problem in the first place. She convinces them to flip... And um, part of it is Devin Talbot, dun, 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 who <laughs> Steve Baldwin brought in as a lead investor in an investment group, agrees to sell his note to Michelle Kong, who takes it over, and presumably it adds to her equity, and so that she now has the most shares of any individual who's an investor in the spirit, plus the people who she's convinced to vote her way in her favor means that she controls 52%, so we're told by sources, you know, of the number of votes. So she controls the majority vote. She doesn't have majority voting power herself, personally, but she's gotten people to agree so that she has enough voting power to have the majority. Yeah, I think this is a distinction that's worth getting into. And if anybody has any, you know, if if going through this Listening to it is, is tough for, for people to parse through. That's understandable. But uh, Pablo Maurer, uh, you, Steph, and Meg Linehan uh, all reported uh, on this in a, in a story that's out today uh, on The Athletic. I, I think it's important to, to sort of delineate the difference between ownership stake and voting power uh, within the club because those are two different things. And they have both changed with this latest move in the Washington spirit. And But one doesn't necessarily directly feed into the other. So tell me if I have this right. So after these moves, Michelle Kang now owns more than Bill Lynch and Steve Baldwin individually within the club, correct? Correct. I think together they still own, uh, together they would own more shares than Michelle. Sure. I think. But I I, I believe that the Balance has actually shifted. You're hearing us work this out in real time, actually. (laughs) Um, Because she's actually saying with her statement that if she controls 52% of the votes, then together they, oh, yeah, it still makes sense. Together they might have like 48%, right, according to the math. So together they might have more than her. But like you said, it's an important distinction. She controls enough votes to have the majority of the votes. Right. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, 
or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on The Athletic app. Um, well, if we can get away with from the math of this that we're working <laughs> out on the fly for a second... As you've been following this story th- th- this whole time, and you wrote you know a, a whole column about how this how sort of messed up the sale process has been for the NWSL for optics, you know what what are your thoughts on on today's news um, and sort of what it means for the spirit and and for the league? I don't think it makes the optics any less messed up for Kong to go out there and be like, I had to like you know, pry control out of these people's hands, literally, like, uncurl their fingers. It's like trying to get candy out of a child's hand. Like, what is that? And you're, like, literally uncurling their fingers one by one. Yeah. Um, You know, we updated the story uh, to include that, you know, other sources have said they're not sure if NWSL actually approved these owners or, like, vetted them. Um you know, there's some doubt about the league's vetting process or if it even exists or if they applied it to the Washington spirit at this point, um, which, you know, does nothing to rehabilitate the league's overall image. It kind of actually matches with people's perception, I think, right now of NWSL as a chaotic, sadly understaffed entity. I certainly don't blame the poor staffers who were there all working three and a half jobs. Sure. Um, it's the responsibility of the people who fund, you know, the, the league's front office operations, and I believe that's the board of directors, right? The governors, the owners. Correct. Um, they need to hire more people. And I'm pretty sure that we've heard that NWSL is getting more people hired, like full-time front office roles, but that needed to happen like six years ago. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, nothing ha- that comes out today makes anybody look any better except possibly Michelle Kong. Even with this you know, possibility that maybe there was something going on with the owners not being vetted properly. You know, Steve Baldwin was still in charge at that time. And it was announced in February that, you know, this group of investors, including Chelsea Clinton and Jenna Bush Hager, and I guess Tom Daschle, you know, and other prominent Alex Ovechkin, other prominent DC people, Dominique Dawes, Brianna Scurry, were all added to the group. And there was did they not care at the time to vet all these people or did they like, what is the truth? Right. Something tells me we'll learn plenty more about what the truth might be or what it is. uh, Because this is a story that I think just refuses to quit. Um, So Steph, thank you so much for your reporting today and helping us try to make a little bit more sense out of it. Hopefully this episode is still relevant by the time it goes up (laughs) because who knows what could happen in the next 12 hours. But for now, thank you for your time. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Sure, Alex, no problem. (laughs) Elsewhere in soccer news, Charlotte FC selected the excellently named Ben Bender out of the University of Maryland with the number one overall pick in the MLS Superdraft. You can get more insights on those results from Jeff Reuter at The Athletic. Next up, a couple newsy things from Kansas City. The Kansas City Current of the NWSL have a new head coach, Matt Potter. Matt Potter spent the last two years with the U.S. Women's Under-23 team, and he also served as an opponent scout for the U.S. Women's National Team during the 2019 Women's World Cup, which, of course, the U.S. won the title that time. 
On the MLS side and in Saturn news, Sporting KC announced that striker Alan Pulido will miss the entire 2022 season after undergoing knee surgery. That will obviously also rule him out for the Mexico national team should it qualify for the World Cup and for all of its qualifiers. Pulido is one of a few options that Tata Martino had tried at striker. Soccer Every Day is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.